Uh, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. This is actually our Christmas episode. So, oh, yes. Uh, or our holiday episode for you, those of you who don't celebrate Christmas. But right. um, we decided that we would bring in a guest today. Yes. Um, one that the fans, you know, are tirelessly asking about. Yep. Um, the, 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 the fan numbers favorite. don't lie. <laughs> Seriously. Um, today we are joined again by Jack Herzog uh, to talk some basketball. Jack. So, hey guys, how you doing? Welcome I, back. I, I'm, I'm very thrilled, thrilled to uh, to, to understand that my Q rating is very good on this podcast. <laughs> yes. Hi. I, I got to be I'm honest. A, I'm I mean, a number. You are you are number one right now. Yeah. You're over. You're over. <laughs> you're guy, over you a know? former Bruin. Two of them. <laughs> <laughs> you're over two former. Oh Bruins. man. Oh man. That's crazy. And That's Jamel. Cool, man. Well, I'm glad the people like it. Yeah. And Jamel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his, uh, that's great. I'm, well, I'm, I'm honored. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, thank you for coming back on. We're, we've definitely been looking forward to, I mean, we've been looking forward to basketball for since it has been done, but looking forward to talking about this season, talking about the Celtics and the Nets, the game that's coming up, or the game that, you know, if you're listening today on, on Christmas Day, then it is today. So, um, we figured that we would kind of dive into some of the overall season stuff and definitely talk about the game coming up too. Jack, I, I want to start with uh, how are these two months for you? How was the draft? How was your new head coach? We want to we want to hear about you know what 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 do you feel about your your Brooklyn Nets? Um. Yeah. I mean it's it's been obviously like just since we last. I mean we when so we started. We, we had a podcast before the bubble, right? So when was that? What month was that? It must have been like July or something. I think or it June? was, yeah. I want to say we, it was we in July. Yeah, yeah, so like at that point, it had been a, a full calendar year since we signed AD and Kyrie. And like, you know, it's just the anticipation was crazy. Like I could not get off Twitter. I've just been like listening to basketball podcasts nonstop. Yep. And just being kind of a psychopath because I'm just so I was just so excited about watching him play basketball. You know, How this is the not? best yeah. team that. Yeah, it's the best team that the Nets have ever had. I think like even if Kevin Durant wasn't fully healthy, just the anticipation level of like what it could be um, was just greater than than uh, you know anything that had come previously, especially in the last couple of years. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm just really stoked. And, and the Steve Nash thing, um, at first, I think, I mean, I remember waking up to the Kenny Atkinson news, and it's, again, like one of those things where, especially with a team like, you know, you guys are Celtics fans, he, you know, really had to bear the brunt of the Billy King trade. And now, that was before even the, the one, pandemic, right? Uh, uh, yes, it was right before. I think it was February. So, okay, like, yeah. it was maybe a month before. So. Right. Who knows, by the way, if that decision would have come down the pipeline if they had seen what was coming. Um, so part of me was like, you know, just a little bit weary of the decision-making because of what had happened with, you know, the coronavirus and everything. Um, but so that happens. And, 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 you know, Nets fans have like a real attachment to like Kenny and D'Angelo and all the players that were Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, the guys that were there sort of building the like, respect level back up because this franchise you know was a joke i mean it has been a joke for even when we were uh you know making finals in the early 2000s and perennially you know a playoff team like nobody cared and the whole thing was moving to brooklyn and it was gonna you know be you know, a huge market shift and they were gonna become more popular and like it kind of screwed the whole thing up pretty badly um right. and so it seemed pretty hopeless it's pretty it, it is the one thing that I do want to like, just sorry, I'm rambling, but the one thing I do like want to stress is just how just honestly like shocked and happy I am that they were able to like become a good team at some point or actually, you know, have uh, talent come here. It's pretty crazy because they, they really had nothing. I think you're the um, deepest team so in the NBA. That, it's pretty crazy, man. We had no assets. We had no draft picks. We had... We had no young talent. I mean, we were starting Donald Sloan and at point guard and, and guys like 
you know, Jarrett Jack and Thaddeus Young, and there was like mm-hmm. nothing there. And they, they really, Sean hey, Marks, man, he really. We remember the 12, 13, 14 Celtics ourselves, you know, so yeah, we get it. You're Jordan Crawford. Yeah, of course. Because you guys, yeah, but when we were when we were losing, you know, 60 games a year, you guys were getting our pick. That's the right. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, we remember you. We remember your Jared <laughs> yeah, Jacks, for sure. Appreciate that. Love the Jared You're Jack like, oh, Jacks. shit. What are you talking about? You guys about? are like, oh, shit, we won. Yeah, we won 45 games this year, and also we have the number one pick in the draft, or we won 50 <laughs> games this year. But it's crazy, man. It really is crazy. So, like, I, I, I am just, like, really, like, going to try and not – be reactionary you know i'm really trying not to like get too high too low and just kind of enjoy the fact that like they're going to be playing good basketball i'm going to get to watch a good team and i'm trying like not to lose my mind because they've you know in two preseason games and one regular season games they've looked really good but you know who knows yeah um i'm uh i mean we'll get into friday at some point but i i thought you guys looked I think you guys look insane, and Kevin doesn't look like he just snapped his Achilles, which is just everything. I know, dude. I got I got ten to one title odds like two weeks ago. Wow! Um, and not to say that I think we're gonna we're gonna win the title, but 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 like with the hardest trade yeah. rumors swirling. Yeah, I was like, you know what? You know, I threw a hundred on it. I was like, might as well. Um, there you go. And, we- and uh, those those have those have since moved. Up, uh, right, pretty, pretty drastic. We yeah. love, we love to talk about a good bet on the on this podcast. So oh, yeah. that that's that's great. Yeah, my yeah, no, I mean, like, I think it's lately. now like. <laughs> really, what'd you have this weekend? Um, who who blew it? Um, I can't even remember. <laughs> like someone screwed, someone screwed me. Someone screwed me. The Tar Heels got me the other night. My own, my own Tar Heels. Never bet on, never bet on your own team. Never bet on a team you love. They say it, they mean it. I know. I feel, like it, Tim, you're, you're I feel like Tim, you're, you're always losing on on the Tar Heels. Yeah. What's well, what, you know. what's the craziest parlay you think you've ever done? As far as like that I've hit, I hit a seventeen. Things. <laughs> oh, I I, I love wait, the cross what? sports. I love the cross sports too. You get wait, like wait, trick, wait, 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 wait. when there's four you sports going what? on, I'll do I'll do a one game each. I hit some of those too. Wait, oh. did you say you hit seventeen? I've hit a seventeen. I think I hit an eight once. Oh, seven team. Seventeen parlay. Oh, seventeen. I hit seventeen. <laughs> no, no, the yeah, max. Yeah, yeah. The max is ten. The max is ten. We'd have a totally different like, conversation. Uh, yeah. How is that even possible? Yeah. Yeah. No, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Timmy, you you got some good parlays though. Yeah, I'm better at NBA than NFL. NFL, it's been a uh, long year. But uh, yeah, for sure. We're ready for the. But how are you guys NBA. feeling? I mean, how are you guys feeling about about tomorrow's matchup? I feel great about last night, Jack. If you want to get into that first, <laughs> I would love to. Oh touch yeah! On oh my God! Night. Yes, I watched the game last I wanna, night. I want to yeah, thank. Talk about uh, last night. I want to thank Kyrie Irving for for saging his own bad energy out of the garden and allowing Jason Tatum to make one of the <laughs> luckiest fang shots in the history of the Celtics. Everyone's given Tommy Heinsohn credit, which is f- totally fair and very possible, but Kyrie got some energy out of there, and we we do appreciate it here on the Balcony Chatter <laughs> podcast for sure. He, he, he shouldn't I, uh, have made that shot. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he was trying to bank that, but <laughs> hey, it went, it went down. It was a nice move. I mean, he got the base. Oh, definitely. The separation was really great. good, man. Jalen yeah. looks really I mean, by the way, Tim knows that I'm a big Jalen Brown fan. Yes. Again, another Nets draft test of the past. Jason Tatum, I get to um, I get to smudge that one because that was a trade. So, <laughs> you know, I think the Nets would have taken Markel Fultz, so I don't feel as bad about that one. Um, but, uh, but I love Jalen Brown. He looks really nice last night. Really smooth. Really, like, he looks um, – He's not the most creative like playmaker, I Jaylen? guess. But he looks, yeah, he looks. He's, he's relaxed doing more. Like so far, he looks relaxed and decisive. Like he's yeah. getting where he needs to get. There's no second guessing. There's no like. He looks so comfortable yeah. in no his own skin. Like, thought yeah. And I and I saw really, that in preseason, really and he that. went one for nine, and he just didn't care. And he's like, "All right, well, I'm still chill as hell." Yeah. 
And I was like, I, <laughs> and I, I think I even said on this podcast, I was like, yeah, I'm not worried. He shot awful, but he looked great. I don't know. And it, it was the same thing yeah. uh, yesterday, and he, he dropped 33. It's amazing. No, he's real. He's really good. Um, and uh, what? How you guys feeling about Peyton Pritchard? Love him. Peyton is a uh, <laughs> little monster, and I think it's great. He's really annoying, um, and he's wet. What's that? Uh, he's really annoying, and he's wet. He can he can shoot it. Yeah, he is. He's very wet. Um, yeah, man, I, I like his game too. He's he's good. I like Peyton I, uh, Smith, you know, I, I have like, high hopes on. Uh, I love Jeff Teague. I'm a big Jeff Teague fan. Didn't expect that. Didn't think yeah, I'd even really like him. In yeah. Green. Big Jeff Teague fan. He's yeah, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not buying this, this early Jeff Teague fresh legs thing. You got to buy know. it, bro. I'm, you got to buy I'm it. If weary. you're a gambling man, you buy on the Brad Stevens pulling a, a veteran who seems done out of his ass. <laughs> And Jeff Teague I'm is the perfect for candidate sure. for that. Um, hundred um, percent. What, what about the uh, the Kardashian project that we have going on now too? Oh man, I I'm excited about it. Oh, with Tristan? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like Tristan. He's good. He played well last night. He did. I just I don't understand. Like, what do you guys think about the Miles Turner situation? Like, explain to me that. First of all, it could just be completely like. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know I'm, all rumors and and whatever, but 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 what? Why do? Why are they so down on him? Why is everyone so down on him? I, I, I'm they, like, they Celtics like apparently really only wanted him if they could flip him. I, I I think it's I think it's all no one likes him at his price. I think they're happier with what Tristan Thompson brings them, and he brings it to him at half the salary. I know, but it's not that much. Like, eight, what does he make? Eighteen a year. 18 versus 9 is just, I mean, it's a whole other guy. No, no. You can add. I know. I know. But Miles, like, no, I mean, there must just be, like, inside stuff about, like, in Indiana and just people. You know what I mean? It's got to be, like, an attitude thing or something. Well, I I know Danny was asking for too much. He wanted Victor or TJ Warren in addition to Turner and. Well, no, I mean, that's what I mean. Because, you know, he, he just doesn't think that. You know, he just doesn't see the value in Turner, which is like, you know, there must be something more. You know, there's got to be something else there because he's, I, I, to me, like, makes so much sense on your guys' team. Like, you think it's a locker room thing, maybe? No, it must be. I mean, I, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to, like, wildly speculate, but, like, it just seems super strange that he hasn't, they haven't been able to move him because that number is not insane. Like, if he was making 22, 23, like, more like He led the league in blocks like, okay. two years ago or whatever. The yeah, year before and he the bubble, the floor and he moves well on the perimeter. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's pretty crazy. So He's a I don't stretch know. We'll five. He seems. There, but... He seems. Like yeah, the, the crazy part is that no team seems to want him, according yeah. to the Celtics fielding Wait, calls. All right. all right, let's 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 talk. Let's get to. We're we're being really friendly, but I would like to discuss the Kyrie right. Irving it's... in the room. All right, it's fine. <laughs> okay, so so like. These dudes on the Celtics love him. Can we all put that to bed finally? Crazy. Uh, I don't think. I don't know that we they, talked dude, about it, Andrew. Right? Because they played the guy. Nets. They played the Nets since we last recorded. That was on Friday, and we had recorded on last Thursday. So we haven't even talked about the Sage thing. I don't think. Right? I don't. I don't think we did either. No. All right. So. Okay, Jalen so Brown's that. interaction I, I, I with his- with Kyrie Irving. I will tell you. Almost shocked me. Almost shocked me. Yeah, I, I was I, because Jalen isn't a very public person, and he's very smart, and he's very, you know. Hey, he's learning he's how to be a politician. That's my like, hot take. Seriously, he's very discerning about like what information gets out. His he's like the opposite of Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is like a open book, like you know, stream of consciousness, like blabber. Like he just says flat earther and doesn't really think about it. Yeah, I mean, like again, like he's just saying, he's saying whatever is yeah. on his mind. Whereas, like Jalen is, is very polished, and but not in a way that's like disingenuous. I don't think. I think he's just really smart, and he's, he's very, very smart honestly guy. reminds me of yeah. Nash a little bit. Yeah, he reminds me of Nash, where it's like he's polished and media trained, but it's not to like, it's not to like hide anything or 
trying to like craft some narrative. It's just like he really is considerate about what he's saying um, and cares. Um, but when I saw him, and so my, my point being, like, I never really seen him address the Kyrie stuff ever, like really, uh, like directly. And the way they were interacting, I was like, oh, these dudes are genuinely friends. Like there is love there. And so I was talking about it with my friend and I was like, you know, it's Kyrie's one of those guys that must be like, you know, I love him, but I, you know, it's much better now that I don't work with him. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. they all like him. It's it kind of like seems that way. You have to yeah. work with him. No, yeah. So does that bring so, you like, any concern about your current locker room? No, I don't. I said, like I said to you from the beginning, you, you. I get a lot of. I'd like to put it out there. I get a lot of good luck with him, Jack. Good luck with that. And <laughs> I agree. There's definitely concerns. But every time someone says that, I'm like, well, we have Kevin Durant. And the <laughs> you do the uh, you do the you Durant. do the Avengers. I mean, well, we have a Hulk. <laughs> Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's we have a Hulk. Just like it's like a, a, it's an entirely different story. Yeah, it's like we have KD. He's like an all-world player. This guy like might be you know the second best player in the league if he's healthy. Like, and he's in Kyrie's ear, and he's just like a pragmatist. He's like a very straightforward kind of dude. And I genuinely think he has leadership qualities. I know he's like a quiet guy, but I do think at this point in his career, he's in his mid-30s or his early 30s. He's an older guy now. There's no staff on this team. All the guys look up to him. So, like, Karis, Spencer, I think I I completely agree. Look at how the Celtics – even in how the Celtics acted. That's that's leadership qualities. That, like, he's he's able to be political and, like, just boys with everyone. And I I think everyone just, like, like when he had everything to say last year, everyone respected it. I I think he – I think there's possibilities that he got, like, the the way he, like, addressed everything with the bubble and whatnot, like, I don't know, maybe helped Jalen back him again. But also it's probably just – it's less than that. And it's like you were saying. It's just – Yeah, there's legitimate beef there. Like, I, I, I tend to think that, like, Katie and Kyrie's media criticism is very surface level and very like not it's it's not really introspective or honest about like the relationship between media and commerce and entertainment and it oftentimes like really misses the point and like it views thing they they tend to view things in a very like zero sum kind of way that's just it's 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 not really nuanced honestly and it's frustrating because like yeah guys I get it media narratives are frustrating. Um, like headlines are frustrating. No one, like you know, the average consumer is never going to actually look into the the full byline and understand what you were trying to say, or like, you know what I mean? Like that's just how the world works. Unfortunately, I don't want to be that guy, but that's kind of how I feel. And so sometimes their criticisms are very like surface level. It's very like, okay, yeah, dude, we get it. You had one, you know, uh, critical thinking class in college, and now you've decided that like, you know, you don't need these people. But um. But I do think that, like, the way that they treated Kyrie this summer with the the disruptor stuff was, like, pretty gnarly. It was pretty gnarly. It was, I like, agree. this guy is just raising really, really basic concerns about, like, an unprecedented global catastrophe and, like, one of the great, biggest social justice movements uh, in the last 60 years in our country. Um, and it was just very, like, I don't know. So, like, I understand why he kind of came into the season with this, like, whole media blackout thing. But, again, like Kyrie often does, it wasn't really thought through. It wasn't right. fully right. – uh, there was no full gestation to it. And then he didn't do it. He didn't do it. So, he's like, yeah, I'm having a media blackout. And then he posts on Instagram. It's like, Kyrie, social media is media, man. That's still media. Like, right. just because you're not talking to a reporter doesn't mean you're not doing media. When you put out statements on Instagram, that's still media. That's that's so literally quite really reported across but, the board. Yeah, exactly. And then taking completely out of context. And but I gotta say, since his pawns comments, he's been pretty great. He addressed it. He apologized. He apologized for the Steve Nash comments. He apologized. And you know, I I do think Steve. Do you think it helps that he that, has to be in front of the way. media regularly now, though? That that's why he kind of tightens up. Because all these other things we're talking about is when he can probably go months without having to really address the media. Obviously, he'll do his social media if he no, if I think he's being so in the building pleases. 
yeah, I do think being in the building with guys like Steve and KD, I think, are really important. And yeah. I think without them, it could have gone a whole, whole different way. I mean, like, Kyrie kind of strikes me as a person who was, like, under LeBron's thumb for four years in Cleveland and went to, to Boston, like, you know, a freshman in college. Like, I'm going to reinvent myself. Like, in high school, I was this guy. But, like, now I'm going to be this, like, other guy. And, like, tried to flip his whole personality and, like, do this Kobe Mamba. Like, I'm going to, you know, create so discord in the locker room in order to, like, help these guys grow and, like, try to do this thing that he really isn't really him. And what is him is, like, staging – you know, the locker room and stuff like that. Like, I kind of, I love that, to be honest. I think that stuff's great. Like, as long as he's winning and he's not, like, throwing his teammates under the bus, do the weird, whatever you need to do. By the way, it's not that weird, but do your, like, show us your spirituality. I like that stuff. I think it's cool. It makes him interesting. All right, yeah. I, I, I mean, I agree. As long as you're not throwing your teammates or your coaches or anyone under the bus and you're playing well, whatever. It's entertainment from there. It's just we'll the detrimental things after, that are an issue. After a couple losses. <laughs> I know. Andrew, I know. say your piece. Yeah, Andrew, is, you're just all, sitting there. Andrew, you're just Dude, sitting there. Know. Say your piece. The, the, the thing that I have, you know, the issues that we have with Kyrie or whatever, you know, it is what it is. But I think that his thing is people just love to hate him. No matter what he says, people are going to hate him. It, it could be, it could be yeah, perfectly well articulated and all of that. And people are still going to be like, yeah, but it's Kyrie. So we can't take anything he says for real. Um, and then they'll go back to, like I said earlier, well, I mean, you, how are you supposed to take a flat earther serious? Or they'll make up something stupid. It's yeah. like, that's not what he's talking about right now. Like, he's, yeah. he's talking about yeah. basketball and you're making it about something else. So, and, and his point, I mean, he made a lot of valid points and things like that. But again, I think it has a lot to do with like, even if he was making the perfect point and had everything all well and fine he would still be getting hate because he's Kyrie I mean people don't want to take him seriously because they don't want to they don't want to give him the satisfaction of he was right or whatever you know yeah the the sad thing about it is like we can have a normal intelligent conversation and break down maybe like the media biases and the personal biases that people have and blah 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 all those things sure but really what it comes down to it's really we have lizard brains and it's like he said the flat earth thing when he was in Boston. He didn't win in Boston. It went terribly. He hasn't won since. So we're going to just keep hating on him until he wins. And that's really the... I like, think the worst thing he said that wasn't the flat earth thing. It was the jersey and the rafters. It was, oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I think that's, I think that's, that's the reason he, like, past retirement, the people will will still hate him. Like, like so you are saying, especially in, in the city of Boston. <laughs> I don't know if I ever actually said this on yeah. the podcast, but when he was on the team, right, on the Celtics and playing well and everybody, like, you know, everybody was all high on Kyrie at the time. Nobody had any hate towards him. Um, he hadn't said anything crazy except for the flat earth thing. They were making Celtics rip off, like, j shirt jerseys that said Celtics on the front and it said flat earth instead of Irving on the back. And it had his number. Yeah, so it was kind of like a... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they were like kind of like yeah, they're rallying behind it because it's weird and quirky. I mean, that's my point is like, if he just wins, no one's gonna care, right? Like, if no, that, dude. If really he if simple, he led like, us to a championship and won the finals, circle. you'd have a chant during the parade, yeah. flat Earth, flat like <laughs> like Boston would be so behind yeah. it. But he sucks so flat Earth. It's yeah. like the it's like the, logic's out the window. It's W's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, like, the like, it's so funny because it's like, he thinks he's making this, like, grandiose point by bringing up some sort of, like, fringe, neo-intellectual, like, you know, pseudoscience theory and being like, yo, man, like, open your eyes, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's like one of those, it's like when you talk to someone who's a conspiracy theorist, right? And it's like, obviously, critical thinking is, like, key and understanding that not everything that you get is factual or true, but you can't. It's not, again, it's not a zero-sum game. It's not like that means that you need to, like, go, you know, down some Junon rabbit hole. It's like, no, like, there are certain things that you should look into and do your research and understand that, like, you know. But, again, it's like he just goes, you know, you know, flat earth, and everyone just takes <laughs> and runs with it. And if you're someone if you're someone who wants to be charitable, you go, yeah, I think he's trying to make a point about, like, the 24-hour media cycle, and he's trying to make a point about, like, how the media will take anything and run with it and that, like, 
people need to open their minds, blah, blah, blah. Or you can just be like, this idiot thinks Earth is flat. So, you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> yeah. you're just giving people fodder for whatever it is they want to do. You're making, right. you're becoming like the, the caricature of like an entertainer, you know, allowing basically anyone to mold their own vision of you because you kind of say, uh, you know, flammable thing, you know, you say crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just do think he get. I just think he's still, I, I, I think he gets a little bit too much aid. Um, but again, he's not going to get any less aid until he wins. And if he wins, people will stay less. So, and but I, I do think it's funny. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah, sorry, sorry. I think that it's a good, you know, this this sort of he's not really the, you know, he's, it's one and two, him and Durant, right? So I think that him kind of not being the main guy, like a hundred percent of the time anymore, is going to help him, and I think that all of the hate is going to sort of fuel him this season. So it should, you know, it's scary for everyone else in the East that is now seeing what they're capable of with a healthy team with KD and and Kyrie, and it's like. I think that it's going to kind of propel him to be he – he has something to prove. Not that he hasn't always, but, like, he has something to prove now, and it's going to be tough for the rest of the league, I think. I hate that he's not pe- no, playing agree. in front I, of I, uh, fans in Boston. And that too. <laughs> I, but I do think even just with Kyrie in general, a big thing is that so so little of it has to do with how talented he is. And the thing is, is that he's still like he's absolutely a top five offensive threat in the NBA. Like he, like shot creator, but ball handler, however you want to like, put it. It's just him, we haven't I don't seen think him. That in people s- think that. No, I I know, but the the reason is, is because he hasn't been on the floor very that. much in the last two years or the last three years. That's yeah, the problem. No, and so I'm excited yeah. for him to get back on the floor because yeah. I'm kind of tired of talking about Kyrie with anything but his his skill and talent. I'd much rather be talking about I agree. statistically. I agree. I mean- like proof in the pudding, Kyrie Irving. So like, I hope he can stay on the floor this year because I'm tired of the rest of it. It's just like, sure, it'll come up, but it's it's such a it's such a talking point because we don't have games to talk about with Kyrie. It's like, oh yeah, he had a nice stretch at the beginning of last year, and then he fell off and he was gone. It's it's like so little of it has to do with his play, and I'm I'm just excited for that to change with him playing as much as I don't want you guys to be successful and I want to beat you <laughs> today, but like. The, you know, this is. I'm. I am. I'm so ready to put the bed. Everything Kyrie does off the off the floor. And I think the only no, way I that know, happens is with that, him playing. I was. I love like. No, I love how Collins Cop podcast. I, I and like just immediately start talking about like his uh, off the court and like media and the, the the media's like understanding of him. No, I was gonna say like I do want to put it up. Like after this, I want to put that stuff to bed and just talk about basketball like when he's dribbling a basketball yeah you know like no, that's yeah. the stuff that like, i wasn't even talking about us i just so, think that's the dialogue everywhere no 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 i know 100 percent, 100 percent. i agree i yeah I, it's crazy man like and i i i've also noticed even just in the last couple games and, and the other night when they played the warriors like just from watching him play 20 games, I mean, and watching him a lot on the Celtics Cavs, but watching him play last year, he was going balls to the wall yeah. every second mm-hmm. he got in, like, in, in those 20 games. Like, yeah. it was crazy. Like, he, he dropped 50 in game one last year, and he was driving into the paint, pounding the rock, like, playing his ass off. Like, he was incredible. He averaged, like, 27-7 and seven on, like, 50% shooting, like, on those 20 games. He was, it was, like, spectacular. But... The way he was playing, like, and not shocked that he got hurt. Like, he was playing so crazy. Mm-hmm. And I do think that Steve or whoever in the Nets, like, medical staff, or maybe it's KD, probably just KD is the only person I can get to him, but was just like, hey, man, like, just chill a little bit. Like, I'm here now. It's fine. And he's been, like, picking his spots a little bit more, uh, you know, like, in a, in a more intelligent way. I'm just hoping that, like, Again, as my fingers crossed, that he just stays healthy. But you know, it's a huge question mark. So just, let me you know. let me ask you this, and I'm not trying to to put some kind of curse on on the Nets or anything like that. But <laughs> dude, don't don't worry, I changed the car before I got. Oh, okay, it. good. All right, so cool. We're good. You might want to do it again after. But the the question I want to ask is like, do you see Kyrie so look, staying healthy? A little ayahuasca. <laughs> 
do you do you see Kyrie yeah. staying healthy for this this whole season, or you know, are you, are you expecting something to happen? Like you you're you're talking about him kind yeah. of putting a lot into each game, which is him clearly trying to prove yeah. something and prove that he's still an elite player in this league because of course he is. But yeah. do you see him staying healthy no, down okay. the stretch? Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping, again, like, I have seen a change in the way he's played the last, in the two preseason games, or preseason, but in the first regular season game, he dropped 24 points in the first half. He didn't play the fourth quarter, but he, but in the third quarter, he, like, you know, he cooled it off. You know, he looked for teammates. He just sort of played within the system. There's just so much talent on the team. I do think, whether he wants to or not, that he'll, you know, ease up a little bit, and hopefully that'll keep him healthy, but... I mean, I expect him to miss games. I, I would be shocked if he plays 55 regular season games. Um, but, you know, crazier things have happened. But, um, yeah, I, I assume that he's going to be out at some point with some sort of Nick um, something. But, um, you know, that's why you have Levert and Dinwiddie and all those other guys. I mean, we've said this on the podcast a bunch of times, regardless of what league it is, we just like to see good players play well. You know, like if we know that there's a, a player yeah. out there, whether it's hockey or basketball, like I, I like to see a good player. I don't I don't really care if they're on a certain team. Like obviously, you know, we, we laugh about the Kyrie drama between the Celtics and whatever, but, you know, I, I'd like to see him play well. I don't want to. I don't want to lose to the Nets in in the playoffs or anything like that, but I mean, I want to see the players actually get to do what they're paid to do. I mean, it, it's it's no fun like watching games where the star players can't even play because they're injured for you know thirty games of the year or whatever it is. So you know, fingers crossed. Yeah, no, that believe the guy, me, I, I know. The, yeah, <laughs> I I want to see the guy succeed. I want to see the team succeed and whatnot. It, it's it's good for the league. So fingers crossed on that as well. No, hundred percent. I I totally agree. Like, um, you know, should we touch on James Harden? Last year was really brutal. Oh yeah, yeah sure. Uh, yeah, you want I him? Almost forgot. Dude, I I've gone completely one eighty. Like, I thank you for using that correctly. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, I've done a full three sixty. So you're going no the same worries. way. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Well, Great spin. yeah, I almost 360. I mean, I almost find myself twisting to a full 360, but I'm trying to stick the 180. Yeah, I don't know, man. I look, okay, so there's two parts of it, right? It's like um, the first thing, your first brain, my first reaction as like a conscious person, person is like a little bit like protect the past, protect my guys, protect like the you know, Jared Allen's and Spencer Dinwiddie's and the Terraces, like the guys who came through the mud, who were like, you know, cast offs and late first rounders who, who really like brought this franchise back from the dead. And to ideally to win a championship with those guys would be like the greatest thing ever. Um, and, you know, that would be the ideal. And the truth is I I don't look, they look already better than I thought they would look. It's been one game. So let's just pump the brakes, but you know, I don't think they're going to win a championship with this team. I just, I, I, if I had to bet, I'd say we have like a 15% chance of winning, which is a lot higher than most teams. Obviously, like I think they're in contention, but you know, the Lakers and the Clippers, I still think maybe are, you know, I think the Lakers for sure are better and the Clippers have, you know, just as much talent, if not more. Um, on any given day, but so, so my, so then my brain goes, you know, you just get the best guy, you get James Harden and you just figure it out and you just get the three best players. And, you know, odd say that in the NBA, when you have like three top 15 guys, you just win, you know, but then this last week happens and the week before happens. And you're just like, I don't know if I want to root for this dude. Like, this is brutal, man. Like yeah. brutal. So, it's very complicated. I, I, I'm now uh, fully just out. I, 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 and I honestly think that the Nets took a call. They looked into it. The Rockets want a whole bunch of stuff. And they're just like, no, we're good. They, I think internally the Nets, Sean Marks and Nash and those guys and KD have all felt like people don't realize how good we are. Like I don't think that they think, you know, we're as good as we're going to be. 
and they weren't that interested. I take your top eight but, over the Lakers for the record. I really do. I think they're more talented. Do I do I think they they'll do better than the Lakers? Maybe not. They don't they don't have as much time together, and they don't have a championship of last year. Yeah, but no, you I, know, I I do think talent do, wise, you, your top eight I do think is is better than the Lakers until some of those guys prove otherwise and step up. Yeah, I mean, I I am a little I'm surprised at how quickly it's looked like they understand how to play together, and I think and I really do think that Nash is a huge factor in this. And I think he, I hope that he's our coach for a very long time. I I just love, I just love him. I I like, I always love him as a player. Um, There was a rivalry. I was a Jason Kidd fan, obviously. So I always would, for many years in the early 2000s until Jason Kidd forced a trade off of the Nets, I like kind of would hate on Steve Nash. Like he's not as good, blah, blah, blah. I can't play defense, uh, yada, yada, yada. And then in 2000, the late 2010, those like late, the uh, Grant, Grant Hill, like Jason Richardson, um, Amari Nash teams in, uh, in Phoenix, like I just kind of fell in love with those teams uh-huh. um, because they like played the Lakers a lot in the playoffs and I would always root against the Lakers. Um, and I just really think he is the perfect guy. I think he understands like he's got the, you know, he's got that really high level EQ. He's got that really, you know, he's got the X's and O's. I, I just, I just really think that like he might have been, he could be the factor that maybe pushes them over the top if it happens. Yeah, I think he, yeah. I think he'll be at the end of the day. I think he'll be in the Hall of Fame for at least two things related to basketball, uh, at least coaching and playing. Yeah, I I, I, I do think it's like it's a real thing, but yeah. you know, we again we shall see. Yeah. Well, we don't want James Harden, especially not for Jalen Brown. Tired of hearing that. My favorite. Yeah, I was gonna no. say. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. So what do you got? He's going to Philly, right? Um, I don't know. I don't buy the Jack. Actually, I'm glad we're gonna do this on a podcast because we did it in the, in the in the text group, and I wanted to hash this out further. But you know, this is better because now we can talk about it. Uh, you said right. Maury said the same thing with Chris Paul. There's, that's a huge difference because yeah. the idea is that Maury now is in control. He's not at the mercy of James Harden and the owner's son pushing for Chris Paul to be traded for Russell Westbrook. Like, I think if Maury says Simmons is off the table, Simmons is off the table. Maury didn't want to make that trade is by all indications. Maury wanted to keep running Chris yeah, Paul. They were phenomenal. You know, I don't think you want to ruin his leverage either, dude. I, I, yeah. Look, well, I don't know. I my favorite I one I heard is a five. is a trade to Denver uh, centered around Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, I just don't think like, dude, James Harden's not living in Denver, man. It's just not happening. I mean, are the they, they got strip clubs and, like, probably? Michael Porter Jr. They, they, <laughs> what's that? They got strip clubs probably. Also, he didn't. He didn't even do. Yeah, he didn't dude, even stay they, in Houston when he was there. What's stopping him from private jetting everywhere like he does anyway? Denver's closer to Vegas. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think so. I just don't see it, man. I and mean, you can have Michael Ford Jr. for seven years. You can be, he can make four All Star teams in that amount of time. And then you know, at that point, he's like, he's the Denver guy. I just, if you're the Nuggets, like, that's a tough swing for me, man. I don't know, maybe. If I'm the Nuggets, I take that swing. I think Masai. I think Masai is way more likely. I don't think do there's that. anything that should show um, the Nuggets that they have a chance to be champions right now. They are one piece away, and as they have been. Granted, they're more healthy with Will Barton back, and you know Jamal looks better no, no, and better. Right. But no, I, th- right. I think they need you're like if you're, you're if, you, if you're talking about what you're saying for the Nets doing it with with the easily the top scorer, maybe the best guy in the NBA, and Kyrie Irving playing, plus incredible depth for at least seven guys who could all, would all start on almost any NBA roster. Like the the Nuggets don't have that at all. They absolutely need to take that swing if they can do it for Michael Porter Jr. I think they should. I mean, maybe it cuts down your years a bit. No, but... I know. I know you're right. You're you're 100 right. I I I just like it's just so funny because James is so talented and so good. He's just like it's not like adding. It's not like how the Raptors took. A gamble on Kawhi, and he left anyway, obviously. But it's just not the same because Kawhi is so much more like 
just stable and like I just buy him more in the playoffs. Obviously, we haven't seen James Harden like really, really like step it up in like a game six or seven and like no. close someone out. So it's yeah. just sort of like, yeah, he's super talented, but like we have seen him go two for eleven. Like though. I don't know if if you're Denver, like is Jokic like say Jokic takes a step up, right? So like not Jokic of last year, but he takes another step this year. Is he better than Harden? Uh, like if Yoga yeah, takes one I, more step, to me, to me, he's more valuable. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and I'm not trying to be like fucking online Twitter basketball guy, like per dude, but like, I don't know, man. I just like what he does more. Way more. <sighs> if it if that but was the like trade, he, I would yeah. I would so, walk I away know. from the table. Joker, I would if Joe if it's not a goal of yours to make no, Joker no, no. lifelong, no. Nugget, yeah. No, no, my point more is being like, I would believe in the Nuggets trade a little bit more or believe in that or, or understand why they're going after Harden if they think that Jokic is actually better than him anyway. So it's like right. Harden comes in and he's your second best player. Right. And then it's like, that's when it's scary. That, that's when it's scary to me because like the Miami thing scares me. Bam, Jimmy, and Harden scares me. But like Harden and Embiid, I think is just like, they're not winning anything. I just don't buy that. No. They're both like head cases. They I would, both just don't seem to really be like that committed. I dude, I would I would buy so much popcorn to watch that implosion. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, with Doc like, with Doc running the more, ship. I, I mean a lot of love for Doc here on this yeah, pod, dude. but I know. He's he's starting to look like a coach of the past a bit. He doesn't adapt. Yeah. Hundred percent, dude. And like I think that's more combustible than KD, Kyrie, and Harden. Honestly, I really do. I don't disagree. Because there's a chance you you lose games when you just haven't beaten Harden and shooters, and like I just see the Nets at least trampling people in the regular season if they have those three those three guys. Yeah. Postseason different story, but um, I don't know. I, I yeah, again, so I'm just like again, you know, we'll see where I'm at at the trade deadline if the Nets like implode and we're like 500 and it's not looking good, then. You know, whatever. Uh, At that point, it's well, like, we'll we'll have to we'll obviously um, have you back. We got some jerseys to talk about with the artist of the show, uh, but we'll get you around trade deadline too. Uh, but let's get some predictions for uh, today, as you're listening to this today's game. Oh God! You want me to go on record and say that we're gonna destroy you guys? Ooh. <laughs> hey Jack, you just did. Pal. I know. I I. I I, I I think it's going to be a, a, a good a, a good close game. Probably like a five point swing either way. I mean, I'm going to say Nets win, but I I think this is a pickup. All right, I like they, it. Celtics looked really good last night. Andrew, they looked really good last night. Um, I'm going to go. I mean, I'm going to go with the Celtics, of course. Um, I think it is going to definitely be a close game, too. I'm going to say a score, even. All right, I like this. Oh, no. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... one Celtics 100, Nets 95. Wow. Five-point swing in the Whoa! Whoa, whoa, whoa. 95? Yep. You're not even breaking 100 tomorrow, dude. Today, today, sorry. That would be crazy on Christmas. Yep, yeah. on Christmas. Where, uh, dude, you're getting coal on Christmas. That's our gift to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! If we score under 100 points tomorrow, I'll be so upset. Yep. I don't. Yeah. I, yeah, like, I don't care if we lose. We better break 100. Um, nope, 95. Look, I will say this: a definitely a different stylistic defense than you guys had to play last night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't, you can't <laughs> I just mean, build a wall, Kendra. Just shoot right over it. I'm probably way off. It's probably going to be like 130 to 125. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I said it. I'm on record. It is what it is. Tim, what do you Let's got? Let's go. Uh, I'm, I like uh, Andrew. I like the prediction. I'm nervous. I wanted last night to explain to me who the Boston Celtics were. It showed we can hang, but I also don't know how to measure against the Bucks. so I'm never scared of, even with this new acquisition of Drew. I, I just I, I'll take the Bucks over – the Nets and the Heat and the playoffs, like, you know, you got to get through them all at some point, but I would much rather the Bucks. Not afraid, but am afraid of KD, and, you know, we'll just have to see. 
I guess Brad's going to throw the the defensive mindset of how we throw at Giannis, but I hope those guys recognize they got to cover the perimeter a little better uh, with like Shemi and occasionally Tatum and occasionally Smart and occasionally Brown. But I don't know, man. Unless so we can here's the deal. Unless we can shut that guy down, it's I, I'm worried about tomorrow. I here's the matchup I'd be I'd be looking at, right? Peyton Pritchard and Karis LeVert. He's gonna eat that boy alive. Yeah. I, I, I can't I wait to I can't wait to watch that. Off. That's that's one I'm gonna definitely keep my eyes out for, Jack. <laughs> that's a tough stack of point guard matchup look, for, yeah, for your boy, yeah. unfortunately. Look at look at the uh, look at the brand new to the NBA kid in this second game against Karis Levert. <laughs> I'm just saying. Why, why is he on Karis? Why isn't he on Dinwiddie? Why is he covering a guy who's like five inches on him? Well, because he's coming off the bench, baby. Dinwiddie starts. Oh man. Dinwiddie starts. Dinwiddie's gonna have to be guarded. That's the other thing. Where Dinwiddie's good. they're gonna throw him on Jalen Brown, and that's. I think we're going to we're going to start tall on, on you. We're going to start tall in all defense. I think Tice is going to be on uh, Durant, and uh, I'm I'm going to hate every second of it. <laughs> no, no, they'll put Jalen on Durant. Uh, I think they put Jason on Durant. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Oh really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. They they really Very Brad really likes throwing right, the book. With it's going to be a great game, guys. I'm well, Tim. We're watching the game together, right? Yeah, I guess I'll make it over there early enough. I don't know. <laughs> well, you don't look. Don't. don't, might, don't be a, to, might be a, a, a second a, half. Might just be. I'll see you at dinner and maybe stare <laughs> at you. Okay. Okay. Well, we have a great gift for you. Okay. Regardless. Why do you have a gift for me? Because it's sick, and I found something sick. Oh. So you're gonna like All it. Right, well. It's that Kyrie flat Earth shirt I was talking about earlier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, all right, man. Well, guys, this is great. I, I love coming on. It's really fun. We love having you on, dude. This is awesome. And uh, this was, uh, I don't know, the Kyrie discussion was just way more productive than I ever would have imagined. It honestly felt good. Felt good, gentlemen. <laughs> I know. It sounds good right now until we lose a couple games. He says something annoying, and I'm so angry. <laughs> That's why We're you'll be back, baby. <laughs> That's I the, keep thinking it's gonna go away. It that's the best will. part is that it, it just gives us like constantly things to talk about. Wait, yeah, wait till he tweaks his knee for five yeah, games and all the questions of should they shut him oh, down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <those are> <laughs> oh god! Oh god! All right. Well, till then. Yeah. Thank you again for coming on. Like I said, I mean, obviously a fan favorite, so we love having you on here and talking basketball and. Um, as Tim said, we're going to plan, we plan to have you on again soon so we can do some more talking about the jerseys and all that. So looking forward to that too. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Guys. I, I, I can't wait. I'll do, I'm going to do some deep diving on the jerseys. I've already done a lot of, uh, look at the research, NHL. One. I want to know, I want to find the Look at the new NHL ones too. For NHL one? Yeah, sure. Yeah. We want to do, sure. we want to do both sports. Yeah. So yeah, that, that would be my. Yeah, when you got okay. It's all the yeah, it's like basically all the know, city was, jerseys and we can you can do throwbacks as well, like the the new Dallas one or the new retro Dallas and, and whatnot. I'm um, a big Minnesota Wild guy. Dude, oh, oh boy. Yeah. Great, great, <laughs> uh great jerseys. Love 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 those Minnesota Wild sweaters. The when it's the cursive Minnesota across sweaters? the across the chest. The North Star ones? No. They they did they just the, put out like a new they put out a North Star colored um, Minnesota Wild jersey. So wow! Oh really? Yeah, no, I'm gonna check them out. I always been a fan of those. Well, obviously, like the old Arizona jerseys, even though they're not there anymore. Right? That team's gone, right? No, no they're still there. It's miraculously, that team is <laughs> oh, still, still there. there. Oh, sorry. Barely. Hang. They're hanging on, by a, the, hanging on think, by a thread. Hanging on by a thread. Yeah. I'm thinking of the Atlanta. The Atlanta Thrashers. The Thrashers are gone. They're gone. And those jerseys were trash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, actually, those are no, like their alternate. Their alternate like jersey them. was sick. Their alternate jersey. This was is sick. this is going to be a great <laughs> next episode to to talk jerseys. This is already turning out awesome. Uh, all right, all right. Sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate thank it. You, I brother. will. Uh, I'll see you soon, and happy holidays. I'll see you Same today. Man. I'll see you today, son. 
Okay, good. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see you today. I'm gonna give you the best goddamn Christmas present you ever got. All right, I'm gonna see you today. Hope you lose. <laughs> oh my god, tearing up. So sweet. Bye. Later, guy. Jack Herzog, everybody. So Tim, yeah. Uh, any plans really for Christmas? I'm going to the Herzogs. Oh right, That's where I do as my we just said. And, uh, you know, being safe, I think I'm going to go get a same-day test yep. right after this. And, uh, uh, you know, they're like doing family. the same. I do, I do Thanksgiving over there and stuff, so it's like my, my West Coast yeah. family away from family. So I, I do want to be late for the game. I don't know if I want to watch it all with Jack. <laughs> if it goes tremendously well for the Nets. It's, it's not fun. He turns into a different human, everyone, when he's, <laughs> when he's, when he's up in a game. Hey man, you gotta give him. You gotta give him something, right? They've been so bad for so long. I know, I know. Still want them to lose. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you you gotta at least like you gotta give him on Christmas. But like, you don't have to like give him a house and feed him and give him like <laughs> yeah, allowance right. for groceries every week, which is the equivalent of getting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah, but, pretty much. Uh, they got he got that dude, so he's living nice. Just living yeah. nice. All right. Well, let's see how we can live today. Well, I hope you guys have a great time. I hope that you stay safe. All you that, too, man. Um, you're, going, you're going up to Mars. Yeah, probably gonna visit. Uh, you know, small couple family and things like that, but nothing major. Again, doing COVID testing as well. So, nice. um, encourage everybody to do that if they are seeing anybody or doing anything. So, yeah, everyone be safe um, out there. Yeah, and happy holidays. We'll be back next week for another episode, and soon to be doing that Jersey episode if we can figure out how we're going to put it all together. I mean, we have some good ideas for it, so hoping to get that done sooner rather than later. Get some rankings out on the uh, the social medias after. For sure. Some nice graphics all right, man. for you guys. All right, brother. Yep. <laughs> we'll talk soon. All right. Happy holidays. Same. Didn't see it coming, got me.